Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. I am your host, Marcus Engel, and this is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Uh, today, I have the hotness in the studio with me. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. Good. Good. Have a good day so far today? So far, it's been wonderful. Wonderful. Don't change that. Okay. I'm starving. <laughs> Don't mess it up. I am so, so hungry. I know. So you're probably going to hear my stomach churning and gurgling in the background here. That's I apologize so to listeners and to my wife. Just don't get hangry. Hangry. Yeah. I, I do have that tendency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we all do. So, so last episode, we talked a little bit about the drop and we talked about how the exercise that was called the drop is one of the, one of the biggest challenges that I've had in my lifetime. Um, not just surviving, not just adapting to blindness, but actually physically being dropped off in an unknown location and having to find my way back. So in the last episode, I explained kind of how that happens and, and how you, you, you learn the city, you learn the bus stops, you learn how the city is laid out with long blocks and short blocks and how many blocks you have to go in between bus stops, those types of things. But today we wanted to share with you a little bit more about the movie that we made about the drop. And the magic of movie making. And I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I'm going to leave the hotness here to tell you about some of this because quite frankly, I wrote the book. I lived the experiences. I wrote the book. I don't know anything about film or filmmaking. So I left it up to the people who have a better idea uh, how to do this kind of stuff than me, and that equals you. Well, you were there with us. You were on set. You went through the the casting and everything with us, right? I went through part of the casting. I think I actually met the cast after they had all been selected. So, Ooh. so we talked about how how you know who would play you in the movie version of your life. Um, you actually got to pick out the person that would. Not only play me, but play each of my parents, some of my doctors. Um, it was so fun. We filmed in Atlanta. Yes. And um, Atlanta's a, a great place for movie making. Actually, yeah. If you are into movie making at all, uh, you probably know that we have a great number of movies and uh, series that have been filmed in Georgia over the last, what, probably 10 or 15, maybe even longer years, uh, Georgia has really good, what, I don't know, it's like taxes or laws or incentives um, that that bring a lot of filmmakers to the state of Georgia. So that's one of the reasons that we chose to do this. And we also had a few connections there. So so you, you, how did it even start out after, after we got the inquiry about, hey, do you want to do this? What, what was the next step? We did. At Martha, my sister, knew um, a uh, producer there, a filmmaker there. So she contacted them, and we did, I think it's called Union. Forgive me if I get some of the terms wrong. Um, so we filmed that way. With uh, We filmed in red, which was the quality way to do it at the time. So please watch it and read the credits, because these people were phenomenal. Um yeah, and again, if you want to see the film, you can go to thedropmovie.com. I had to think that that was somewhat of a challenge, knowing 
me <laughs> knowing the story as you do, um, that had to be a challenge to say, is this person quote unquote worthy or good enough to play my spouse? I, if I had to pick out a person to play your life, it would be hard for me because I'd want to do it exactly right. I'd want to make the right choice. It, it was hard. Your your character was hard to cast. But um, when the person who played you walked in to audition and we had put the proper notices out um, with all the agencies and then posted them in the right place. But when the person who played you that we chose to play you walked in, it was like a no-brainer. He walked in and, and uh, the director um, and the producer and then Martha and I um, it was like we all agreed instantly um, and watch the film. You will understand. He was he was perfect. He had nailed um, uh, blindness. He uh, he looked enough like you, but um, it wasn't the looks as much as it was. He just had nailed the mannerisms. He'd done his homework. He knew um, he had gone to school for acting, but he also just had the right gifting. I, re I remember. Once he got the part, he told me later that he he went out and blindfolded himself and tried to at least walk around the block or walk to the end of the block uh, using a blindfold. And I, I think he said he actually used the, the, a broom um, as a cane and and just to kind of start to see, OK, what would the movements be like what would the, what would the physical movements of someone be like if they cannot see and they're using a device like this to get around and i thought him doing that little bit of extra homework gave him a better insight into what that was like as opposed to just slipping on a pair of shades and saying you're blind right he he clearly had done some extra steps and even in we had a short period of time to film and he had he was like in the corner asking you stuff and um uh working with just doing the extra steps to try to to get inside the skin of you know what does this feel like um so tell me about so so you started out we've got the idea we've got the concept and then we need a screenplay right yes and who wrote the screenplay? I wrote the screenplay. Of course you did, because Marvelline, the hotness, uh, one of the reasons that we first ever bonded was because you are such a wordsmith and a lover of literature and communication and stories. And you had attended some screenwriting classes and had been part of a screenwriting club Um for years before before doing the drop. So when this opportunity came around, you were loaded for bear. Oh, I was. Ain't nobody going to have their hands on that till I had a chance. But I also knew the story best um, of anyone, you know, that we had access to. Uh, I was most familiar with the book. I could, I had lived and breathed it next to you. I had... Um, the most familiarity with the story and we had you know we had to time it for um the submission it had to be like seven minutes on the nose yes so i had you know uh i had the best no i was best equipped to skim out the things and narrow it down to just right um so you you did the screenplay you made sure that the casting 
was right. So we got to choose every single person in it. So we had probably a day of casting because there's a lot of characters actually in it from the school director to the doctor to the taxi driver who was just great. He's like a stand-up comedian in Atlanta and he's, he acts in other stuff. Again, go read those credits and follow these people. Some of them you'll see, you'll recognize from uh, other other productions. So get their name and Google them. You'll find them in other things. Um, your so, parents are precious. They're the sweetest people. Yeah, we, we had such a, I, I believe that we filmed for, what, maybe three or four days. And then uh, you had a few more trips to Atlanta to work on mm -hmm. post-production and editing and uh, colorization and all those things. Correct. The but, steps that go into a film um, are incredible. And I think I never appreciated editing and the magic that editing is when you have a first-rate, phenomenal editor, how they can take a mistake out and you just can soothe over a mistake. Maybe an actor doesn't get the words quite right um, or you never quite get to film a scene properly, how they can withdraw that and just smooth something in there where you just don't even know it. Um, it's, it truly is magic. And then there's a sound editing where they go in and they add a garbage can sound falling over that never even happened and they fix it and put it in there. It is incredible. It really is magic. And then where they colorize everything so the colors match. Uh, throughout from beginning to end when they don't really match and um, one thing that was really surprising to me in the filming is uh, it, this is probably this is probably just my unfamiliarity with it but I'm a very linear thinker I'm a very linear thinker so whenever whenever we uh, whenever I think about the film I would think okay here's the screenplay let's Start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning of the story. Let's start at the beginning of the movie. But no, you don't necessarily do that. Um, there's a whole schedule and production, and it, it, I had no clue. But of course, why would I? Why would we know any any know? any version of something that we have no experience in before? Um, such an amazing, amazing experience. Right. We filmed all out of order. We filmed in an order that made sense for the production team. And, um, and the poor actor that played you, I'll never forget this. He uh, laid in traction um, and it was lunchtime. And because we were working uh, on schedule, you had to take breaks at certain times. So he had to lay uh, in traction with makeup and with his legs up in the air and everybody had to go to lunch and he had to lay, <laughs> had to there. lay there for he a while. He offered to lay there um, so that everybody could go on their lunch break and he just kind of laid there and we brought him food and, <laughs> and he just took his lunch like that. You know, and you talked about that, that the movie had to be exactly seven minutes long. So uh, a little inside baseball, if you watch the closing credits, they roll pretty quick. They roll so quick. <laughs> they that's roll right. pretty quick because we had to have everything finished up uh, by you know seven minutes on the nose. So uh, please take the time uh, to to go watch the drop movie at thedropmovie.com. Um, and wow, I mean, I still can't believe this this many years later 
that that happened. I mean, that's, that's such right. a such and there's a, crazy a beautiful thing. song in it, and my niece sings it. Yeah, but I wrote most. You of wrote it. the song because, and, um, and it's called "After This" because. The, the, the name of the memoir. The name of my memoir is After This, and then the name of the movie is The Drop. And so, it, it, but, but the song, After This at the End, that you wrote um, and Danielle performed, what a beautiful, beautiful piece of writing and a beautiful piece of music. Thank you for making, uh, for creating that song that was, that was such a great way to end the film. And, and it's such a collaboration. There's also um, a soundtrack song where the, the gentleman who uh, wrote the, just the background music had his little daughter come out and sing like some oohs and mm -hmm. ahs that are just haunting. Mm -hmm. Please also, go listen to this. Yeah, we it also be, used Watch some the movie. Of, it's worth your seven minutes. We also used a few minutes of, of some of Martha's songs in there. In and, the beginning, In yeah. the beginning, yep. Yeah. Um, so, it, boy, it was... I, I hate to use the analogy that it was kind of like a recipe, but it really is. There are just all these different elements that have to come together. And when they're put together right, it, it tells a story in a way that ultimately I'm, I'm proud of. Um, I'm proud of what we were able to accomplish with it. I'm proud of the few awards that we've won with it. And, and um, film festivals film around festivals, the nation. Film festivals, gotten to go to some really cool experiences in Hollywood and LA, New York. LA, New York, yeah. And the director, we totally have to shout out the director who was amazing. Mm -hmm. Crystal. Crystal. Crystal, Crystal Clear. Crystal Clear, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll see her name across the film, too. So, it's. It, I always think it's so crazy to, 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 to think that, hey, a, an experience happened and then other people can dramatize and fictionalize that experience. And I, I know that it can never be the same as the experience, but we came close. We came very, very close. And ultimately it, it's something that, that I'm so pleased with. And I'm, I'm also so pleased that even these years later, we're still in contact with, with many of the people uh, that were on the crew that day, that that were part of the production. And that's something that, that you don't often necessarily hear about when you think about making a film, but the relationships that are built in a creative process like this are pretty amazing. Indeed. And even though we filmed in Atlanta, your experience, of course, happened in Denver. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is... You know, there's we have to there's fictionalized things, right? There's license, but um, it was a beautiful thing, and not many people uh, have a movie created about an experience, but uh, not many people live an experience that you had. Well, I, I, I again, I think the, the film is is worth your time to watch, and I think it really came out the way that we wanted to, and. Um, a lot of times we get the question, well, is it going to be a full-length feature? Yeah, we'd like to do that. Absolutely, we'd like to do that. Um, there are only 24 hours in a day, and we don't have millions laying around. But if you do know somebody who really wants to support the arts and help get this into a full-length production, whether it's a series or a full-length feature film, we would love to have your contacts. But 
I'll just throw that in at the end. Okay, yeah. It's an appeal yeah, for for sure. <laughs> appeal for uh, for professionalism, connections, and finances. There are things that have to happen that have to come into place to make uh, to make a creative project like this come to life. So, so yeah. Any other final thoughts about the drop? Um, no. It was it was tons of fun and tons of learning. I will certainly say that. And I will say the book uh, after this is as much as I love all of your books. That's still my favorite. Mm, that's the one. <laughs> that is the one that uh, that started it all, and that's the one where I think. Well, I know <laughs> in the writing of that book and in the editing of that book that um, ultimately showed me that you were the one for me. So thank Aww. you. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's my favorite. Maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today for Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. Um, again, thank you for all of you. Thank you to all of you who are subscribing, rating, reviewing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support is so valuable to us. And again, this is Compassion and Courage. This is the podcast where I teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. We look forward to being with you next time.